Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Have you heard the big news, my friends? I am bringing Dear Gabby to a live stage. Live in New York, live in New York, and it is the absolute perfect way to celebrate 100 episodes and more. Join me for Dear Gabby Live on December 14th in Town Hall in New York City. Here's what you can expect. I'm going to give you a powerful 30-minute talk on how to effortlessly manifest. There's also going to be live audience Dear Gabby Q&As, totally unscripted like we do on the show, real-time coaching from me, plus guided meditations, real-time practices that you can apply in the moment and take home. This is going to be one of the best events of the year. You don't want to miss this. Go over to DearGabby.com NYC to secure your spot immediately because tickets might be sold out while you're listening to this. I hope they're not for your sake. Go to DearGabby.com NYC. I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited to share this bonus episode with you. But before we get into the episode, I want to share about my favorite snack, my absolute favorite snack. If you know me, I always have a snack on me. I don't really like to go too long without having something to eat because sometimes I get a little hangry. <laughs> I'm a snacker. I always have a snack at my desk or in my handbag. And that's why I was really pumped when I found out that Perfect Bar was going to be a sponsor for this show. They're the original refrigerated protein bar. This product is made with freshly ground peanut butter, organic honey, 20 organic superfoods. Perfect Bar has protein bars and little snack size bars too, which is my favorite because I don't need a full bar all the time. And their protein bars have this cookie dough-like creamy flavor that is just divine. <laughs> They're so good. They're bagged with 17 grams of whole food protein per bar. My favorite perfect bar flavor is dark chocolate chip peanut butter, people. 
And if you aren't convinced already, they're non-GMO, project verified, gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, and low GI. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. Pretty cool, right? All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash Gabby to get a free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash Gabby to get a free Perfect Bar today. Happy snacking. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to Dear Gabby. Today's bonus episode is a big talk, a real big talk with one of my close, close friends, Dr. Lisa Hallerman. Elisa is truly one of the most brilliant women I know. She has seen her career change in magnificent ways from being at the top of her game as a talent agent at William Morris Endeavor and an attorney who holds a PhD and is also the founder of Recovery Management Agency, the world's first agency devoted to helping addicts heal their addictions by reawakening their souls. And that's what today's episode is all about. If you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, this big talk will remind you of your soul's path and assure you that you are not alone in your suffering. Elise and I talk about our deep love for each other and our admiration for each other's work. And inside this big talk, you will hear how we each have been a great support system for one another as we both have healed and grown in our own sober recovery and our journey towards peace and freedom inside. In just a few days, December 6th, Elisa's first book, Sobriety, A Plan to Heal Your Trauma, Overcome Addiction, and Reconnect with Your Soul, will be available online and in bookstores. Sobriety isn't just about getting sober, it's about true soul-centered wellness and really respecting your soul's journey. I cried when I read this book because it's very intimate for me. It's something that really personally meant so much coming from her and witnessing her journey and knowing how much she has supported my own, but also just to know that this work can now be out in the world in such a profound way. Enjoy this big talk, my friends. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Learn what the difference is between spirit and soul and how when you respect and honor your soul journey, you can live a life of radical transformation. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Dear Gabby. Today I'm in the studio with somebody who I have a lot of history with, somebody who I have a lot in common with, a woman I met randomly. It was 2009. My first book, Add More Into Your Life, was coming out. I was leading a retreat with Latham Thomas in Costa Rica. My friend Eliza was coming. I get a call from Eliza. She's like, can you get on the phone with my friend Elisa? She wants to come. And I get on the phone with you and I'm like, it's going to be a spiritual retreat. And you go, that's exactly what I need right now. (laughs) And we met and we were instant friends. And a week later, I moved into your house in LA and I never left. (laughs) I mean, I didn't live there, but it became my second home. And we've had a really beautiful shared journey of 
spiritual growth and personal development and trauma recovery. And if you've read Happy Days, you've heard about Dr. Elisa Hallerman because you've been a really big part of my own recovery and my own trauma journey and my healing and my soul briety. You've mm. been a part of my soul journey, which is what we're going to talk about today. And Ellie has a really fascinating story, which I'll let you tell of where you were and how you got to where you are now in your career, but also personally. And then we're going to bring it back and talk about what that means as it relates to your first book that's out mm. now, Soul Briety, Heal Your Trauma, Overcome Addiction, and Reconnect with Your Soul. Tell us about where you were before you became the teacher of sobriety? So where it started was I was working in Hollywood and I was a talent agent. Uh, I was a young assistant at the time when I first moved here after law school. And I had a traumatic experience and I didn't know that it was a traumatic experience and I was suffering from extreme PTSD and no one was really talking about that 20 something years ago. And I had already been pretty much an alcoholic through college and law school, but was unaware. And the trauma catapulted me into my drug use. So I was suffering for about eight years with my addiction. And in 2002, got sober. And once I got sober, I jumped into a 12-step program. I jumped into searching and seeking out more information of a spiritual nature. I did not grow up that way. Spirituality was not a conversation in my house. When Eliza handed me that book of Add More Ink to Your Life, I was at a crossroads. I was now sober for about eight years. And I had all these external things that I thought I needed or wanted, or that if I just got this and there, I would be happy. And for a long time, I was, because each thing outside of ourselves, as we know, has an expiration date, and some of them are shorter than others. And so my career and the excitement and the ego that I built around myself and this mask of Lisa Hallerman, the talent agent that I wore and believed to be true as myself, which wasn't, was all happening because I hadn't really yet done that inner work. And I remember people talking about this inner work and I was like, where is it? How do you get in? How do you unlock it? I was so cerebral that I didn't really understand how to sort of drop into that. And it was when I started realizing that I was unhappy and I went on this trip and I was reading something that said, make a list of all the things that you ever found interesting. And so I made this really long list, which I wish I still had, but I don't. But three of the things that I remember were, I want to learn more about addiction. I want to be of service to other women and I want to become an ER doctor. And I came home and I thought, what are some actions that I could take towards each one of these things, however small they may be? And so I started to look at classes for my prerequisite to take the MCAT. And I 
stumbled across UCLA and this drug and alcohol counseling. And I ended up doing that for a year and a half while I was still agenting. And that led me to be curious about more and more and subsequently retired from the entertainment industry and started a little consulting company, found my way to Pacifica grad school and studied depth psychology. So that mixture of depth psychology, my studies in trauma, my drug and alcohol counseling, my own experience, all culminated in putting together this company that I have now. This is something that's such a beautiful message that we're going to keep coming back to is never underestimate your soul's journey because your time as an agent has allowed you to have the skills to manage people's recovery. And that's what you do today is bringing in the heart, the soul, the business, and the commitment to serve. I love that you put down be an ER dog. Did you say be an ER? Yes, obviously. I'm an adrenaline junkie. And I always wanted to be a doctor, always. And I was terrible at math and science. That's why I went to law school. So that sort of gave up my dream of being a doctor just very quickly. But it was always something that I was passionate about. I have continuously gone on to try to take classes to be an EMT. It's just so time consuming and I haven't had the time, but that is something I'm going to do next. Well, because you're often in situations where you're helping people with a intervention or you're literally showing up with bouncers to like remove somebody from a very scary situation or overdose. And so that ability, it's not far off from being a first responder in the emergency room. And so the nice yeah. thing about you, though, is you're also a spiritual first responder. So you're not just showing up with your know-how and your desire to serve and your ability to show up, but your spiritual beliefs and your faith. And I believe that without that, it wouldn't have such strength and success that you have with your clients or patients, the people that come through your doors in whatever way that is. Yes, I think exactly what you're saying is so true. As a lawyer, people would come to me with their legal issues. As an agent, people would come for career advice. But yet, if we were having a mental health crisis or something specific to addiction or otherwise, we were asking our best friend where they sent their kid. We were asking our dentist if they knew a good therapist. We were Googling in a time of panic and desperation. And I had experienced that with myself, with my family members, with friends, And it did not seem logical that in this day and age, there wasn't a place where you could go and say, hey, now what? What do I do? And so essentially, when I created Recovery Management Agency, I did so on the blueprint of the talent agency. So awesome. So smart. You're so brilliant. One of the things I want to just shout out, I read about you in Happy Days and that you were almost having your spiritual awakening with me and I was having my trauma awakening with you. So much so that the dream I write about in the book happened in your house. Yeah. And you were the first phone call I made when I accepted that I did indeed experience this trauma. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because for years you were talking to me about trauma and you were telling me about what you were going through at school and what you were learning and somatic experiencing and you were just so into it. 
and Bessel van der Kolk and your SE experience with Peter Levine and just talking about all these heroes. And I was like, I have no idea what she's talking about. I don't have trauma. <laughs> what is she talking about? <laughs> and <laughs> I genuinely can look back at both of our soul's journey and see how we were both absolutely divinely planted into each other's lives. Just very 100%. beautiful pinnacle turning points. Let's go into that because this new book, Sobriety, is really telling the soul journey through your story. Yep. And when I first interpreted it, and we were talking about this last night, I said, it's your spiritual journey. And you're like, no, it's my soul's journey. I was like, oh, so correct me and school me on why I got the book wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference between a spiritual journey and a soul journey? And is it just semantics or does there actually have a big differentiation? Yeah. So the word psychology, it comes from the Greek term psyche. And psyche means soul. And many, many years ago in the ancient times, soul was a big part of the vernacular. There was spirit and there was soul. And over time, because people would relate to soul and call it psyche, those words became interchangeable. And so the same became with spirituality or soul. And I had a spiritual practice especially as a sober woman, where I believed in something greater than myself, where I knew that there was an existence of something else. I spent a lot of time with you as my bestie, and there were angels that I met over time. And so I was clear on what was outside of me. And it wasn't until I went and studied depth psychology that my awareness shifted to soul being different. So spirituality is about learning. It's about seeking. It was about improving my life. It was about transcending. It felt future oriented in a way. It's outside of myself, the peaks, if you will. Soul is much more grounded in the ordinary day-to-day life. It's something that is connected to your own body, that it lives at the depths of who you are, and it is made up of that psychic contents in your unconscious, your personal and your collective, if we were to go further. And if you think about soul, it has certain feeling tones to it. It feels like When you're someplace and you're like, I just feel like home, whether you're with a person that feels like home or in a place, but it feels very certain and very absolute and very unique to each one of us. And James Hillman writes about the acorn theory in his book, The Soul's Code, which basically says that an acorn knows that it's divinely going to turn into this beautiful oak tree. It needs no instructions. It needs no help. It just is going to blossom into an oak tree. And that we have the same sense of acorn soul inside of us. And that if we just can follow and continue to care and feed for our own soul, that we will be lit up. So for me, when I was going through really dark times and as of the trauma that I experienced towards the end of finishing school, that I started to see trauma, not just in the way that I had learned about it, but as soul loss, 
Mm-hmm. And what I had learned in depth psychology and where I started to work on this concept of sobriety, which was essentially my dissertation topic. And what I did was I did research, obviously, and asked the question to my participants that I was seeking to see if they were doing soul work in their own sobriety. And the answer was yes. So what's soul work? So soul work is twofold. One is it's about making the unknown known. So we have what's in our consciousness, the things that we're aware of, and we have things that go right into our unconscious. And our unconscious, if you're going from a depth psychological point of view, is made up of both our personal unconscious and the collective unconscious. And our personal unconscious is where our, let's say, our complexes live. So these feeling tone set of ideas that have this archetypal core to them. So a mother complex, right? A hero complex, an ego complex, things like that, that are very personal to us live there. There's a saying, we don't have complexes, our complexes have us. And that if we're not aware of them, not that they're going to disappear or go anywhere, but if we're not aware of them, then in essence, this material, this unconscious material is ruling the day. And then our collective unconscious is something that we all share. And that's where archetypes live. So Joseph Campbell is one of the great mythologists, and he wrote an excellent book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And essentially what he found in studying all these different myths was that there was a common theme of the hero's journey. And that resonated with most people across continents. So much so that when George Lucas was writing Star Wars, he went to Joseph Campbell and said, help me write these characters in an archetypal fashion. And so some of the greatest movies, The Wizard of Oz, Star Wars, lots of things have this archetypal. And I knew this coming from Hollywood. And then Joseph Campbell's, all his work was at Pacifica. So everything started to connect for me. And I was like, okay, story, imagination, going in this way. It all made perfect sense to me, not to the exclusion of all these other things that I was learning. It was more like the thread between all these other different methodologies. Time for a quick ad break to tell you about a product I use, no joke, every single day. As you know, I'm always looking for the ways to support my health, particularly my gut health. And I'd been seeing the product AG1 everywhere, and I finally tried it, and it was something that I fell in love with immediately. So what's in this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. All of this really just jumpstarts your day, gives you clarity, just sets you up to win. I love it because it also tastes delicious. It's a mild tropical taste. It's really yummy. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it's a special blend of ingredients that's supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. 
AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com Gabby. Again, that's athleticgreens.com Gabby to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Four years ago, pretty much next week, four years ago on December 19th, I had a baby, a little baby called Oliver, who's now a four-year-old. Very shortly after my delivery, I started to lose my hair, as all women do. My hair was thinning. I started to lose chunks of hair. And as you can imagine, started freaking out. And so I started asking all my dermatologist friends, and everybody said to me, Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning hair, stress, hormones, environment, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol is the real deal, my friends. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code GABBY to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is the best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T, R-A-F-O-L dot com. Promo code Gabby. The complex little presence in us is not dissimilar from parts in IFS. Mm -hmm. And Dick Schwartz would define self with a capital S as our soul. And so I think that there are a lot of spiritual connections, but again, it's semantics. But what I did identify by what you were saying, which is really valuable for the listeners here, is your definition of what spirituality is versus like, it's outside of myself and it's somewhere I'm trying to get to. And I thought that was interesting because I think that is how a lot of people have experienced spirituality. I'm sure in my life at times, that's how I experienced spirituality. But that's almost from this perspective of it being something that we're using to get above the complex, to get above the protector parts, something that is outside of ourselves. It's almost like the spiritual bypass. And so from my lens, what I'm seeing is this dialogue around soul and the deepening and the grounding in the present moment is almost like the next level of spiritual connection. So what I'm coming to understand is there's two types of spirituality that are happening in the world right now. And one is the spirituality that sort of people that are over-spiritualizing, they're using spirituality to get high, right? Which is totally something I did for many years. Their spiritual practice, and frankly, great. Like if that's what you've got, way better than cocaine. And that's sometimes where we can meet it for a period of time. But when we go into a deeper recognition of there's parts of ourselves, complexes, parts of ourselves that have more meaning, 
and there's a soul that actually has the answers, then that's a very integrated spiritual connection. And so it's almost another level of deepening into what spirituality is. I do believe your journey to this work was your next level of spiritual connection. Call it soul, call it spirit, whatever that might be. But it's actually touching into the actual depths of trauma, the actual depths of the complex parts, so that you can actually let soul truly enter in. Because when we're sort of dancing around all these parts of ourselves or the complex parts of ourselves or numbing them out with whatever it might be, drugs, alcohol, even spirituality, we're actually not able to fully integrate into what's needing our attention and what our soul really is here to do. Yeah, there is no soul without spirit. They're completely interconnected. How one describes their own spirituality or their own soul is completely unique and specific. And that's why the book is told in story. It's not a specific, this is how you do soul work, because everyone is going to connect to soul completely differently. But you can find yourself in the storytelling, in my story and the story of clients. And that's the way that depth psychology in general works is through storytelling. That's the connective tissue. And you're right between archetypal psychology and the IFS work. I mean, it's very, very similar. And I was thinking a lot about it as I was writing the book and I was talking about this one part of mine, Trixie, and the soul journey of Trixie. And Trixie went from the name of my addiction to a very real three-dimensional autonomous person that is part of me all the time. And then from there was able to go into that personal unconscious and that psychic material and recognize other people as well. In internal family systems, we'd say she was able to unburden and become less extreme because this is a really important part that we have all these complex parts or we have protector parts, whatever your language might be, and they all have a really important role in our system. In our work, as we start to do the soul work, as you say, or we start to do self-guided work with IFS, same thing, frankly, when we start to develop a connection to those parts of who we are, it's not that we try to get them to go away. We just help them become less extreme. Because I know you and I can both say that our addict part, or you can say Trixie and her addiction, a lot of that behavior, now that she's calm and connected, is still really necessary, right? The, let me get this done. I can get this done. And I'm not going to waste a second. And that part of you, that's also the adrenaline junkie. We don't want that to go away when you're going in to do an intervention. So allowing these parts to become their full embodied persona of who they're really here to be as an extension of your soul. Yes, I don't feel that way about Trixie. She is still very specific in her personality. She's matured in her own personality of being manipulative and sneaky and very specific to who she is. But she can sense things sometimes that I cannot. And I rely on that aspect of her, but she hasn't changed that much, to be honest. She's 
matured and I've learned how to use the good from her. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. She's matured. She's not in her extreme role. So you're getting the best out of her. And I think that's an important thing we can say in less psychological words. We all have a soul and then we have parts of us. Correct me if you think this is wrong, but this is what I believe, that we had soul departures when we experienced trauma and different parts of ourselves that were once love started to change into more extreme patterns as a way of protecting us from feeling the initial trauma. And so as we get connected to our soul, we connect that soul to these fragmented parts of who we are and we help bring them back into harmony. And soul brings them back into harmony. I think that's absolutely beautifully told and said, and I agree with everything you said. I practice archetypal psychology. So there is already a belief that these parts, not just because of soul loss or trauma, already live in this place that we call the imaginal. And the imaginal being a place in the unknown where these felt sense of archetypal cores live. And so my job in my soul journey at times is to make what is unknown known. And so there's many that live there and that over time I have found and gone in. To me, what was important about doing the soul work is that it really is incumbent upon us to find meaning and purpose in the suffering and in the pain. And that is where we will have our aha moments and really gain the wisdom. And when you're experiencing a dark night of the soul, you are thrust there. And it is like a brick house just fell on your head and you are stuck and frozen. And now you have to answer that big question that's been looming, which started as a small whisper, but you chose not to ignore it. So those little whispers for me of, do you like this job? Do you love this person? Do you want to live here? Right? They're big questions that you shush away until that guide appears and you go, wait, maybe I do need to check this out, pull that thread, get curious, take a leap of faith. But more often than not, in the beginning, before we learn to really, and you talk about our intuition and all of it all the time, before we learn to listen to that, sometimes we need a brick house to fall on our head and we're forced to stop. And that feels really scary because then you're forced into the darkness, you're forced into the underworld. And so for me, it was about personalizing that underworld of mine and going there not just when I was forced, but to sort of visit, if you will. Beautiful. Now for a quick ad break from one of our sponsors that I love, love, love. I love their brand so much that I told my producer I wanted to have them on the show, and here we are. Right now I'm in love with the Origins Checks and Balances Frothy Face Wash. It's just the perfect way to foam my face, get it super clean. I take a lot of saunas during the week, so I'll just do this foamy face wash. Know that I'm walking into the sauna with perfectly healthy skin, clean skin, ready to go. 
And with the holiday season coming up, I'm thinking about gifting a lot of Origins. So here's what's happening. Hopefully my sister-in-law is not listening. Origins, the pioneering nature-infused skincare brand, has elevated gift sets that will surprise and delight everyone on your holiday shopping list. Origins creates transformative skincare with naturally derived ingredients to noticeably improve how skin looks and feels. Origins has a long history of commitment to our planet by reducing waste and caring for our natural resources. All of Origins holiday gift set cartons are plastic-free, recyclable, and sourced from responsibly managed forests. And for every tree harvested, new trees are planted. To date, the brand has planted over 2 million trees around the world, so you can feel really good about the gifts that you're giving. There's a gorgeous story behind it. I got a box for my mom, my mother-in-law, and my sister-in-law. And like I said, I hope that they're not listening. I'm going to have to get some more because it's the perfect gift. It's gorgeous. It's good for the planet. It's ready to go perfectly packaged. Get Origins gift sets today. Available at origins.com. It's here. It's here. It's here, people. It's here. It's here. It's like Gabby, Hanukkah, and Christmas all in one. The doors are open to my 2023 manifesting challenge. Yep, that's right. Everyone is obsessed with the challenge. It is a win every year. People do it year over year over year. We keep updating it, adding new messages, new methods, new meditations. And inside my 21-day manifesting challenge, I'm going to teach you exactly how to become a magnet for what you desire. It starts on January 1st. So just head over to deargabby.com forward slash manifesting to get it now. So here's what I've done. I've taken my personal methods The methods I've used in my own life to manifest my wildest dreams way beyond my wildest dreams. I put them into a 21-day program that's going to change your life, and I can guarantee it because thousands and thousands of people before you have written in, shared videos, and just claimed that this 21-day challenge has helped them manifest more than they could ever imagine. People have manifested babies, green cards. They've manifested new businesses. I was in a store yesterday, and this woman who was working there ran up to me. She goes, oh my God, Gabby, I did your manifesting challenge and I'm about to do it again. And I saw all the things that I desired last year, all the things that I put on my list, and they've all come true. I see this living proof every single day, people always messaging and stopping me on the street, literally. So you can have this challenge too. It's starting on January 1st. Inside the challenge, there's these easy to follow lessons on how to master the law of attraction. There's manifesting practices that are going to super attract your energy and make you this magnet so that you can just feel what you want and it will begin to come to you. High frequency meditations, like really, really high vibe meditations to raise your vibration and a live manifesting ritual and Q&A with me on the last day. Over 100,000 people have taken this challenge. One of our challengers, Maria, said, everything I dreamt and desired came true. I'm very grateful for Gabby's teachings. They helped me change my thoughts, and I was able to change my reality. Come on now, people. This is so beautiful. So I really believe that the universe is really waiting for you to say yes, and what you are a yes for, you will create more of. So head over to deargabby.com forward slash manifesting to get into the challenge now. Get in early also because there's great pre-training emails that you're going to get week over week until the challenge starts. Head over to deargabby.com forward slash manifesting. Get it for yourself. Gift it to your friends and family. Go there now. Enjoy this 21 days. Let me be your coach for the first 21 days of the year. The one thing I would like to demystify a little bit is when you talked about the imaginal realm. What does that mean? So Henry Corbin coined the term imaginal. 
because he didn't want it to feel like imagination. When we think about imagination or imaginary, we think about something that is unreal or a fairy tale or something that we've created. And so he's written many books about a phrase he coined, the imaginal. And it's something that depth psychologists and specifically in archetypal psychology have gone back to over and over again is this term, the imaginal, because it's a belief essentially in the unconscious and the psychic contents that live within and our own personal myths that we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, to demystify this, the unconscious stories that we establish that maybe we're always there, but may get blown out or may become extreme because of life experience, because of the collective unconscious, because of dissociated experiences, because of the unconscious desire to say, no way, I'm not going to feel that. So this is the unconscious imaginal realm. Is that correct? Yes, that is a good job. So the imaginal, when I speak about the contents of soul, I speak about it as what lives in the imaginal. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about image or Trixie or blue or any number of the people, these autonomous images that have now become real, they all live in the imaginal. So they all live in this world of the imaginal, the unconscious, if you will. Yeah. And you're bringing them to your conscious awareness through your connection to soul or souls bringing them to your conscious awareness. Yes, exactly. So it's so beautifully connected to IFS. Self connects to the parts when you establish that self to part connection. Self can be there to help soothe and support those parts, be the internal parent to those parts and help those parts get out of extreme roles and do their great work. Yeah, exactly. Dick Schwartz was brilliant. It's beautiful, amazing work. And I've just seen your growth in doing all the IFS work on yourself, but now going and teaching it to others. And it's just amazing. It's so important. It's incredible. Back to your soul guiding you to the connection to your complex parts of you. There's no accident that you were like, I'm going to go to Pacifica. These experiences that were Mm -hmm. led to on our journey, when we make that commitment to get closer to soul, that will be shown where to go and what to do to open up to that conscious awareness of the unconscious. Exactly. And I see how both of us have had very similar paths of how we've been guided. And the biggest guidance is not so much the learning, but it's the integrating and the ways through which we, you and I, have chosen to really experience what these philosophies and practices mean to us on a soul level. Yeah, exactly. And when you just said that, it reminds me of our own friendship that we've always both been learning more and more and seekers and healers. And that in a lot of ways we come together and that is our own integration within our own friendship of when we are really like, tell me, let me learn, let me hear. And I feel like there've been so many times in my life where you and I write about it in sobriety have been such an incredible teacher for me and given me language that I didn't have. And I talk about a part in the book where a brick house fell on my head and I was in New York City standing on the corner hysterically crying with the pretzel man handing me tissues. 
And I picked up the phone and called you and said, my life was coming to an end. And what was I going to do? And in your very cheerful, happy, don't worry about it, Gabby voice said, amazing, come over. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, hey, me too, been there. And here's how we're going to do it. And this doesn't have to be scary. That is, I think, the biggest gift that we can give to each other, right? So funny that my brick house fell on me in the streets of New York City and I ran into the H&M changing room and cried to you on the phone. And you literally, with your presence and your steadiness, said, I've always known. You know, I was like, oh, I just remembered this trauma. And you said, I always knew. Mm. And it was no surprise. And you were there for me. And so the streets of New York City are where the brick walls fall on us and we're there to help so each other. Be careful in New York. <laughs> <laughs> or just see it as your awakening. Just So I think that's 100%. another really beautiful message that comes through very clearly in the book and in all of the work that you do is that when we are cracked from the outside, we're not broken. We're reborn. We have this opportunity to have a rebirthing and that that's a choice that we can make choice to get sober, choice to make the commitment to a life that's going to be of recovery, not of destruction. I think that's the main thing I really want to express as a reader of this book and as a friend of yours is that if you're someone who's struggling in any kind of crossroads or potential brick wall awakening, that this book will remind you of the soul's path and remind you that you are not alone in your suffering and that you are not the victim of the world, but instead mm. that there's a path that has the greatest transformation available to you when you choose for it. And I think that's what the book has inspired me to recognize in myself. That's great. I think that the last chapter I talk about what I mean by the soul journey as these 12 steps that we go through, and we'll go through many of them. What was most important for me once I mapped that out is knowing where I was on the soul's journey, because that gives you faith and comfort that you're not always going to be in that position. I spoke about the whisper and I spoke about maybe turning away and then the guide appearing. And then you take that leap of faith. You're going to hit speed bumps. Yep. You're going to hit unexpected detours. I call that phase lions and tigers and bears. Oh, no. Things are going to occur that you did not expect. You thought you were taking a leap of faith and everything was going to be great. And then you hit, right, these lions and tigers and bears, oh no. And then from there, you keep going, you keep going and you get to this threshold and you're just there, you're at the door, you're about to put the key in the door at the threshold. You think you've made it. And then right at the threshold, is that intense pain, grief, heartbreak that will show up so that you can do that last piece of healing in this particular journey. And only then will you get the key to open the door. And once inside, then you can begin to alchemize your pain into purpose and gain step 10, having this enlightenment and then get back out there and then share your wisdom. There's no better way to end this conversation with what that soul journey brings us to, the promise of that soul journey. I want everyone to just go out, 
right now. You don't have to go anywhere. You can actually just click on your phone, go to Amazon, and give yourself the gift of sobriety. Not only give it to yourself, but give it to your loved ones. Give it to your mother-in-law. Give it to your sister. Give it to your brother. This is a book that needs to be shared, particularly right now, as the world is in such a collective unconscious crisis, a conscious and unconscious, and so we're living in it. I will have Elisa back and we'll talk more about addiction and we'll talk more about what it means to be the family member and a loved one of an addict. So we'll have a follow-up to this. But today's conversation was really important to talk about what that soul journey is. And there's such a great messenger here in my beautiful friend, Dr. Lisa Hellerman. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gabby. It's a privilege and honor to have you as my close friend and dear friend. I love you so much. Yeah, I love you too. And that's actually a great message for everybody. Find those folks who want to hold your hand on your soul journey. Mm -hmm. You don't have to look too far. Just pray for them to come to you. Beautiful. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience at this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.